Amen. You ought you to be able to give praise because the Lord is able. And he's not only able, he's able to do just what he said he would do. Don't give up on God because he won't, he won't give up on you. Think about it. He won't give up on you. He woke you up this morning. Started you on your way. He won't give up on you. If you have food on the table, he, he won't give up on you. A reasonable portion of health and strength, he, he won't give up on you. You might not have what you want, but you have what you need. He, he won't give up on you. Had a few yesterdays where you thought you wasn't going to make it, but you're here today. He, he won't give up on you. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. That my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. I need to say that again. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and, and let us exalt his name together. Because I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all of my fears. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man. Anybody trust God on this? Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Thank God that we serve an able God. Thank God that we serve an able God. This is the day that the Lord has made. Made up in my mind to rejoice and be glad in Him. For the Lord is good and His mercy endureth to all generations. Thank God for His mercy. Because it is because of his mercy that we are not consumed. I don't know about you, but I, I have to get up every morning and lift in my hands for the mercy of God. Because I don't necessarily live every day like I should. So I just lift my hands and say, Lord, I thank you for your mercy. I don't say all the things I need to say. Say, Lord, I thank you for your mercy. I, I use some words that I don't want to use in public. Lord, thank you for your mercy. I fought some things. Thank you for your mercy. For your mercy. Just want to give honor to God and to our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, to the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. I want to thank God again for our pastor, for the opportunity. I, I, I don't count it robbery to be given the opportunity to preach the word of God. So somebody give God praise for our pastor. Give God praise for the man of God here, the Reverend Dr. Richard B. Haynes. I want to thank God for him. Thank God for First Lady Sister Bev and thank God for the Salem Church family so that we have time to work. Turn in your Bibles to Revelation 2. Revelation 2 and beginning at verse number eight, Revelation two, verse eight. From the English Standard Version, the 
word of God reads thusly. To the angel of the church of Smyrna write, words of the first and the last who died and came to life. I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you are rich. And the slander of those who say that they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested. And for ten days you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death. I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear. Let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. This is the word of God for the people of God. If you would allow me on this morning to tag a title to this text and to label our lesson on this morning, uh, the title and tag on this text would simply be this, Good People. Enduring bad times. Good people. Enduring bad times. To some folk, it was critically acclaimed. But to others, it was condescending and classless. It was a man who worked in a factory who was married to a wife who couldn't find work but she tried the best she could and they had three adoring children a young boy who was a political activist a middle-aged sister who was the balance of the whole family and an older brother who was a budding artist trying his best to become a legend. We, we know that this family lived in the projects of the south side of Chicago. And the odd thing enough was that it was husband, wife, children, in the projects of the south side of Chicago. And then uh, this TV series was developed by a white man. And many of us were kind of unnerved because it was the first time we saw black folk on TV and they had to be in a situation like this. And then they even had a theme song that said, ain't we lucky? We got them. good times. When you watch the show, you always wonder. They never had any money, barely had food, and you wonder, why in the world are these good times? 
But then as you start to watch the show, you realize it really wasn't so much about the times that they had. It was about the structure of family and love and devotion that they had to one another. And even though they were experiencing bad times, because they were a family, because they were together, it was good times. We live now, y'all, in a time where we are oftentimes struggling to make it from day to day. Many of us are good people, and I want to put an, exclaim, an exclamation on being good people. You're not good, and I'm not good because of what we have done, because of who we are. We are good, and the church at Smyrna was good because they were God's people. I wish somebody would talk back to me right there. You ought to thank God. Your goodness is not your own. You have been given goodness because God has come and blessed you. Anything you have is good because God has made it good in your life. And we here are living in times where we're struggling barely can make it to work because we can barely pay for the gas and barely make it to the grocery store and barely buy groceries. We can barely do things. We are living in bad times. But I want to thank God that he has given to us to endure bad times. Uh, this text is an odd text in the sense that this is the beginning of Revelation where God actually through angels and through John the Revelator and really through Jesus Christ, it is his revelation of himself to the churches. And these churches are struggling, y'all. But these letters have been written so that they can be encouraged. And in particular, this church, Sperna, is a church that there is never a condemnation, only a commendation. It's the strangest thing. They are a good church, but they about to go through some bad times. And I'm really trying to help somebody. You, you can be good, but that does not negate bad times from falling upon you. I wish I had somebody here. Don't think that your life because you love God can't turn sour and bad. But I want to thank God that we serve somebody who can hold us up <laughs> during the bad times. This church was about to endure some bad times. And it almost seems like how in the world, why in the world would you preach this text? I need some encouragement, brother preacher. I don't need to hear nothing about bad times no more. Well, if you wait a minute, it's some good news in the bad time. And strangely enough, the good news actually begins at the top of the text. The good news is that we serve a God who can hold us in the midst of bad times. That that is what you see in the text it says the words of the one who was first and the last. We're in Revelation chapter 2, y'all, but this phrase has been uttered now for the third time. Revelation chapter 1, verse 8, it was uttered the first time like this. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He who was and is and is to come. 
And then it was uttered again in Revelation 1, chapter 17. He said, I am the first and the last. And then we get it here one more time. He tells this church that's about to go through some bad times. I am the first and the last. And y'all ain't with me right now because I need you to understand that we see the world in three dimensions. We see the world in height and in width and in depth, but we serve a God who sees the world in an E dimension. That our God is eternal and he understands our temporal hurts and our temporal worries. And if there's somebody here that can talk to me, God knows before you got in it and he'll be there at the end when you finish. God in Christ is the first and the last. In other words, he was there before the trouble began. But he'll also be there when the trouble ends. He was there when you knew you didn't have any money. But he'll also be there when you made it through the time without any money. He was there before you ever got sick. But he was also there when the sickness had passed. I'm trying to get somebody to understand there is a blessing in knowing that Jesus Christ is the first and the last. He was there when you lost your job the first time. But he was there when you picked up another. Is there anybody here that can give him praise because he is an eternal God? There when it began and he was there when it ended. But then there's still a blessing in it that he's first and the last. Because when you go through, he's there to hold you in the middle time. I tell this church, you're about to go through some bad times. But I'm the first <laughs> and I'm the last. In other words, I am the eternal God. I knew what your end before your beginning. I am the eternal God. But, and that speaks of the person of Jesus. I'm trying to give you the shadow of good news before the bad news began. But he also says, I am the one who died and came back to life. Now, people of God, I, 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 can, I must confess that I, I, I'm like everybody in the room. I try my best to live worthy before the king. But I find myself more than not failing every day. But one thing I've learned to do, y'all, is I've learned to look at life through the prism of the death. Of Jesus Christ. Y'all ain't feeling me right now. I've learned to look at life. I've had people say, Jason, I ain't never seen you say. Uh, you need to go home and live with me for a little while. And you'll get some tears in my eyes. You'll get some pain in my heart. You'll get some times when I wonder if I'm going to make it. But then, all oh, my life, I've learned now to look at life through the death through the burial and through the resurrection of Jesus. I wish I had somebody here who could look at life through that. In other words, if Jesus died and got up, 
He can handle you without no money. If Jesus died and got up, he can handle your sickness. If Jesus died and got up, he can make your children obey. If Jesus died and got up, he can handle your situation. You're about to go through. But Jesus died and he rose from the dead. I wish somebody got happy about that. Somebody's struggling with something right now, but I'm trying to tell you, you can be happy because Jesus died and he rose from the dead. In other words, he died, but he ain't dead. Life was gone, but it's now living. This is the shadow cast. Before the bad news. So if we learn to go through based on who Jesus is. And what he has done. We can handle the bad times on the way. Uh, the text begins by saying this. He says. I know your tribulation. And your poverty. In other words. I know the trauma that you had in your life. I know you've been through some stuff. I know you came here in trauma. Many of you and some of you were born in a time where you didn't get the respect, the honor that a citizen of this country should have ever gotten. But somehow God brought you through. I'm amazed at our folk who got the same skin hue that I do. Because many of my foreparents, even many of you who listen to me today, have dealt with some stuff that I never dealt with. And it was traumatic in your life. But you got the nerve to keep living. That I, I, I've been told of a time when my grandfather was called a boy and he was a husband and a father and had a job and a preacher, but he was called a boy and he kept living. But my father couldn't even go to the local Dairy Queen and get uh, food from the counter, but he had to go around the back and be served in the back. Is there anybody here that understands that trauma? Tells the church, I, I know about your trauma. And then uh, I wonder if the folks at Smyrna were black because he said, I know your trauma and your poverty. <laughs> that you, 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 you live with trauma, but then the shame of it all is that you ain't got no money. And it can't get better for you here. There was there was scenes in, in, in Smyrna, particularly in the known world, the Greco-Roman world, there were trade guilds. Uh, there are researchers who believe that Paul was a part of the leather-making trade guild. 
and that his family was a long gill family and that's how he was born in the Roman citizenry that he was actually part of a gill that was long years old and many people in these towns particularly in Smyrna they made money off the trade gill but those who were followers of Christ because Christ was Lord and Caesar wasn't Lord they uh, blocked them from the trade gills and they couldn't trade there and they were impoverished and abject poverty is there anybody here that can thank God that even in abject poverty God can hold us even in the trauma of our poverty God can keep us said you're dealing with poverty but, but, but you serve we serve a God who knows the beginning from the end and I'm so glad that we serve a God who knows the beginning from the end now, now, this week, y'all, I had to go to middle Georgia. I had to go about 13 miles east of Macon. And because I know my way around a little bit, at first I said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to head down 75, go to Macon, and then I hang a, hang a left and go east. But on my phone there was a system that when I started, when I punched in the address I had to go to y'all, the system told me to go east on I-20. And I almost wanted to argue with the system because I know Georgia and I know Macon is south and I, why am I going east when I'm trying to get south? And it took me down I-20 and I got into Newton County. By time now, I'm mad. Because I'm thinking I'm going out of the way. But then I turned south. And I went, and when I finally got where I was, I realized that I can only see and know so much. But then the GPS system really is a signal to my phone. It is not my phone that knows the direction. There is something above me that knew where I was going and it directed me to a better route. I'm trying to help somebody. God is above you. And in your trauma and in your tragedy, he knows where to direct you. Is there anybody here that can give God praise because he knows where he wants to take you? Hey. We're dealing with their trauma. Then, not only were they dealing with their trauma, they had to deal with the slanderous testimony of other folk who accused them of not being who they said they were. Well, we know a little bit about this. I'm amazed, y'all. Questionable characters have the nerve and audacity to question the character of the qualified. We, we've seen it this week. Politicians who we don't know what your qualifications are 
And the fact of the matter is a constituency elected you to where you are. And you have the nerve to question the character of somebody who's got an Ivy League education, been a jurist and an attorney, and been a judge. Is there anybody here that knows folk will question who you are? Said that there are going to be folk that are going to question who you are. And they think that they are saints of the state. But, 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 but Jesus had some good news for them. That, that the folk who are trying to question you are actually of the synagogue of Satan. Sometimes you don't have to worry about folk who talk about you because they already have their end. I wish somebody heard me this morning. Don't get caught up in foolishness of folk talking about you because you are God's child and the folk who talk about you are of the devil. That said that they are of the synagogue of Satan. And the funny thing about it is they think that they are like you. Oh, I'm in the text, y'all. It says that they thought they were Jews. Now, I don't want to get anybody down the wrong road. This was not an argument over ethnicity. This was an argument over theology. The, the, the local synagogue in, in, in Smyrna had done so much in accepting the world around them and in keeping the things of the world with them, that they were really on the outside looking in. They, they, they were part of the trade guilds. They were part of eating meat offered to idols. They were part of that. They brought in the worldly stuff in the synagogue, but because of their ethnicity, they thought that they were the people of God. And I'm trying to help somebody. It ain't how you look, it's what you believe. And oftentimes, those who accuse you are really of the synagogue of Satan. And the funny thing about it, if it's in God's will, you can get questioned all day long. Because there's going to be somebody who's able to put a vote up for you, and you're going to be where the Lord will have you to be. Y'all ain't talking about nobody. Just talking about what I'm talking about. They of the synagogue of Satan. So we have to worry about the trauma that we already have in our lives. We have to deal with the salacious and slanderous testimony of those who are not like us. But we also have to deal with the test of the tempter. This is Good people in bad times. And they already got trauma in their lives. They already got folk talking about them. But then the Lord says, some of y'all 
are going to be thrown into prison. Oh, I know, I know, I know. It, it don't sound good. It, it doesn't feel good that, that we, the people of God, can deal not only with our trauma, can deal not only with folk talking about us with bad testimony, but then after all that, we might get thrown in the prison. I, I, I knew nobody was going to shout that, Brother Preacher, I don't want to be thrown in the prison. But, but if the truth be told, I, I, I knew I might not have a witness right there. But, but, but I brought one right from the text. John himself, when he started the revelation, he had been ostracized and, isol and isolated to Patmos. And can't you see John for the testimony of Jesus Christ? He has been ostracized to a place where he has nobody around him. Can't you see his head going down? Said, I love Jesus. I did the best I could. They got me out here on an island. But something happened while John was out there. And I wish I had some folk that were like me. Sometimes all you got to do is get on the right day. John said this. It was on the Lord's day. Can't you see his head now being lifted up? He says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I have some folk in the house. Sometimes all it takes for me is Sunday morning. Had a long Monday, had a terrible Tuesday, had a worrisome Wednesday, but I made it to Sunday morning. Because Sunday morning, I can feel the presence. And I, was in the, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And then he said, somebody started talking. And his voice was so loud that I fell at his feet as dead. Said that when I turned and saw him, his hair was like wool. His eyes burned like a fire. His Feet were like burnished brass. Don't get it twisted. Jesus didn't see the, uh, John didn't see black Jesus. What he saw was the glorified Jesus. And all I'm trying to say, sometimes Sunday morning, I see the glory of the Lord. And I don't have to worry about being thrown into prison. Uh, but there's some good news, y'all, in the prison test. There's some good news about test period. That if you studied up, you can pass them. There is some good news. He said, y'all, some of y'all going to be thrown into prison. But here's where we miss the good news. He said, you're only going to be there. 10 days. Oh, Lord, I, 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 I hope I, have, I would have the whole church shouting right now, not for what I'm saying, but for what right here is in the text. That I grew up, y'all, 
in the church and they would sing a song around the church that I have a message just for you. It's in his word I know it's true. No matter what you're going through, I know the Lord will see you through. And then they had the nerve to say, this trouble don't last always. Is there anybody here that can thank God? I might have to go to prison, but I know I'm going to make it through the test. Is there anybody here that can shout that trouble? Trouble don't last always. You have to deal with your trauma. Deal with slanderous testimony. Understand that you're going to be cast into prison to deal with the tempter's test. But when you come out, you are going to come out as gold. I told y'all this was good folk. In bad times. And there was some good news at the top of the text. But there's also some good news at the bottom of the text. It says, be faithful unto death. And I will give you a crown of life. The Lord is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. And I'm just trying to help somebody to understand. Go through your tests. Deal with your false testimony. Understand that you can have trauma in your life, but your trauma ain't got to kill you. But even if death comes your way. That you got a triumphant reward that is on the way. Is there anybody here that can thank God for your crown? That, that we live now, y'all, in a time where, for some strange reason, we missed the message of these crowns. I've been at funerals, y'all. Where you had a cold, lifeless body. But then the song would be playing on the organ. That I shall wear a crown. And pallbearers will march down the aisle. Placing a crown on the lifeless dead body. Don't get it twisted. It's a beautiful ceremony. But it actually misses the mark theologically. Because when you put that tiara on that dead body and close the casket. Ain't no life in that. But Jesus said that the crown I'm going to give you. Is going to be one that's going to well up into a spring of life. In other words, Jesus said it like Paul, you're going to have mortality. And you're going to take that off. And then you're going to put on immortality. Is there anybody here? You're going to take off corruption. And you're going to put on incorruption. And that's going to be your crown. I'm trying to help somebody to let you know 
Go through your time. Deal with your tests. Take on the testimony. And deal with your trauma. Because the day is coming. Where you gonna wear life. Like a crown. Is there anybody here. That is waiting on your crown. Victory is already won. Because the Lord we serve already died. And he's already got up. So when I lay my sword in the sands of time to study war no more, I'm actually waiting for the Lord to give me what he promised to me. Is there anybody here that can thank God that I can deal with everything that this world can bring my way? Because it's only for a little while. Trouble don't last always. And after the troubles is over, after the tribulation is done, there's going to come some time of triumph. Jesus, the Bible declares, is going to come from the sky. The same one that died is coming back. The same one that was buried is coming back. The same one that intercedes is coming back. And he's coming back with your crown. Is there anybody that thank God for what he's coming back with? You don't have to deal with trouble no more because you got a crown. You don't have to pass your test no more because he's got a crown. You don't have to go through your tribulation no more because he's got a crown. And I shall wear a crown. I shall wear a crown. I'm going to put on my robe and tell the story of how I made it over. I shall wear a crown. But y'all, that ain't my favorite part. I thank God for my crown. I thank God for my robe. I thank God for all he's going to give me. But the verse that I like is the same God who died. One day I shall see his face. Is there anybody here? Oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace on the streets of glory. Let me lift my voice. Cares all past. Home at last. Ever to rejoice. Is there anybody here that wants to see him? Him who was. Him who is. And him who is to come. Jesus, he's coming back, y'all. And he's coming back with victory already won. Just know that he already died and came back to life. And because he came back to life, he's coming back with your reward. That if you're faithful, you'll win.
way a crown of life that if you're faithful you'll be able to see his face if you will rest on your feet news today was just that don't worry about your bad times the God who we serve already knows that they were on the way and he's holding you in the midst of those times and then the good news is he'll be there when it's all over and he'll be there with a reward in his hand the Bible simply declares believe on the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved many of us who not only are in the building who are out with us virtually you know the victory that means sal that is salvation. You know that it's because of him you can deal with your trauma. That it's because of him you can handle slanderous testimony. It's because of him you can hold on in the midst of your tests. But you also know because of him you have triumphant victory. And so we call on those who don't know who Jesus is. The Bible says if you believe it in your heart and confess it with your mouth that Jesus is Lord you shall be saved. And salvation means that life is yours. That even if it's all over he's still coming for you. Amen. When it's all over, I shall wear a
just want to encourage you to endure. Because whatever it is, the Lord's still with you. Endure that. If you're like me and you've experienced some, some bad times, you can still lift your hands and thank God that in the midst of every time, he was always there. And all I had to do was look unto the hills from, from whence cometh my help. For all my help comes from the Lord who is the maker of heaven and earth. But even if you don't make it through, be faithful. Because at the end of that line is a crown for you. somebody God helped you today just some notes for us before the benediction on today um, continually we have Bible study opportunities this week's Bible study opportunities our Wednesday noonday begins at 11 a.m pretty much every Wednesday and also our evening Bible study begins at 645 and our youth Bible study begins at 6 p.m. every Wednesday so evening Bible study for all others uh, 645 and our youth Bible study at 6 p.m. Uh, we want to thank God again um, for our pastor the Bible declares this that Bible declares this that God that God gives us pastors after his own heart. Y'all ain't feeling that. God gives us pastors after his own heart. So God loves Salem so much that he gave us Richard Benjamin Haynes. God gives us pastors or shepherds after his own heart to feed us with knowledge and understanding. And you ought to thank God for the gift, the angel that God has given to this. And on Sunday, April the 10th, we're going to celebrate our pastoral anniversary. Amen. Give God praise. That Sunday the 10th at 11 o'clock, we were going to celebrate our pastor. Also, Sunday the 17th, we're going to celebrate Easter together. Amen. Can we give God praise? We're going to be all together outside on Easter Sunday at 11 a.m. also. We want to always be with those in our family who are dealing with sickness and bereavement. Um, it is our ask that everybody pray for those who are dealing with sickness and death and bereavement. Um, on uh, or, or tomorrow rather our own family has to deal with the home going of another family member and so we would ask that you would pray for our uncle Robert we affectionately call him Libby my father's now oldest brother um, that his wife went home to be with the Lord this week and so she will be funeralized on tomorrow at 11 and so we want to um, or on Tuesday, I'm sorry, Tuesday? Um, uh, I, I need to get the date right, but I, I, with this, this week coming, she will be funeralized. So if you will just pray for the Hale and Haynes family as we go through this time of bereavement. I want to thank God for all of you. Uh, we'll, 
are with us in the building and also all of you virtually who are continually to give and show great stewardship. We want to thank God that you are giving not only to the local church, but to the kingdom of God. Uh, good to see many faces in the house this morning. Amen. And good. Thank God for those who are with us virtually. Just so good to be in the house of Lord. In the spirit of safety uh, and fellowship, we want to continue uh, if you will, to exit the building. I know we have a new plan of exit. Are, are we starting a new plan today? So we're starting a new plan of exit. Um, uh, Ken, is any, any, anybody know the new plan? I, I, rem, I don't remember it. So I don't want to tell you wrong. That's what I don't want to do. bless the Lord in this house bless the Lord in this house thank you so much uh, I, I, I will uh, we are and since we are coming back together and God is bringing this thing to, together and we thank God for it uh, but I want what I want us to do now since we are coming back and have more people I'm going to ask this section and this section to use that door and this section we'll use this door on this side so that we'll Immediately after the benediction, we'll just go out into the parking lot, and we can fellowship as long as we want, as long as we want to outside. Uh, but we'll—that's that, the new plan. <laughs> Not that hard. That's just just a plan. Uh, let me also ask that you would pray. Also, uh, we got the word last night that uh, Beverly's aunt, as Mo's Mo's last sister, passed away, uh, Aunt Gladys, and uh, so just just be in prayer with that family. Uh, uh, during 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 this time, I understand we do have a, a one of our Lebanon City Council members, uh, young men Hampton. That uh, that's Amen. We thank you so much. Thank you so much for for joining in worship with us. With us today, God bless you. As you pray and as we pray for our sick and shut in, please call the name of Wilma Wright. Let's call the name. Let's call that name. Amen. Amen, amen. We will govern ourselves accordingly. Um, if you will, rest on your feet. God be with you till we meet again.
stumbling and able to present us blameless before his presence with exceeding joy. To the only wise God be glory, be majesty, be dominion and authority. And may it be both now, henceforth and forever. And the people of God said, abundance of things that were brought this week and we have these eggs that we just don't have anywhere to store so as you go out please if if, if you would please they, they have them in the parking lot so please just take those with you there are several ways to submit your tithe and offering online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give on cash app at dollar sign, the church with zeal, via the Givelify app, by mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048, or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.